There you go. No intro. Okay, now we feel better. All right, so. Um, Your mind-blowing thought process, I just, was if we ever needed oxygen. Oh, yeah. Well, we just learned this shit. And we were drowning. Yeah. Kill someone and spray them with hydrogen peroxide. Because little little did I know until about 30 seconds ago, thanks to the Googs, <laughs> um, when you put hydrogen peroxide on a cut, it's bleeding that the blood attacks the hydrogen peroxide. It's, a, it's an element in the blood that attacks the hydrogen peroxide and turns the hydrogen peroxide into water and oxygen. Dude, you could drink and breathe at the same time. You could, like, you, put you a, a fish. You could put a bowl underneath the wound, and what comes off of it is water. And if you sit over the wound <laughs> and you breathe in, you got oxygen. This is like blood is the giver of life. In so many ways, and my mind is blown. Yeah, this is a workaround. Yeah. They should probably teach this in the Marines. I bet you they do. Whip out your first aid kit. Cut yourself in the leg. Cut your leg and spray it with hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> wouldn't they just... You can now survive for a week. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't they just fucking bring water <laughs> instead of hydrogen peroxide? Would they need oxygen? Oh, yeah, it's true. If they're in an oxygen-negative environment, like yeah. the moon or some shit. The ocean. Oh, it's an emergency thing. So you wear, like, a spacesuit, right, uh, out in space, and you need oxygen in your spacesuit because your oxygen tank's running low. So you can you can have this thing that, like, cuts you inside your suit and then sprays it with, with hydrogen peroxide, <laughs> and it releases oxygen in your suit. You got some water down at your feet, which is uncomfortable, but you're alive. It's probably going to freeze. It's inside the suit. You won't That's freeze. True. Yeah. But you're alive. It just keeps until making it, micro abrasions. Until you bleed yourself <laughs> out. It's right. No, it's like but you it got buys a lot you time. of blood. It buys you time. Yeah. How much How much oxygen do you think you can get from a pint of blood? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Wow. I needed this this morning. Thanks. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy to be of service. You could... Oh, my... This is the crazy shit. All right, everybody, I'm take, taking my oh, shoe, off. shoe off. Yeah, it's, it the whole bottom of my foot, like dude, yeah, this line bruised right here, as fuck. Oh, it's it's way better than it was. So it it was like it was basically a black ring from the top of my heel where my Achilles is, all the way around to the arch of my foot, at the top of my foot. It was like, and it was a th- the weird thing is it didn't hurt. Like was it your really foot it, in shock. No, like, like at all. Like, mm. I mean, it hurt a little bit when it happened, but it was mainly like, it was like my mind telling me mm, something doesn't feel right. My mind telling me no. <laughs> my mind was telling me, get the fuck back to work, bitch. So, oh. um, so I dropped like 600 plus pounds of slate yeah, down his leg onto his ankle. I did. And now he's got a big gnarly fucking piece of... Meat missing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of gone. It's like a, it's going to be a scar, I bet. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I can see the depth from five feet away. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, it's like an eighth of an inch deep. Yeah. But what am I going to do with that? Like, if I go to the doctor, what are they going to do? Oh, no, you probably did exactly what they would do. Yeah. they Clean it, breathe yeah. the oxygen. Yeah. Create water. <laughs> and then- Take a sip of water. And then put put a piece of gauze yeah, on it. Yeah, and then it. keep it clean. Yeah. yeah and sure. then stay healthy and it's going to heal up. I will say, though, dude, that's some fucking, 
I did that on Tuesday. Oh, okay. And it was it was so fucking, you got five days of healing on that. Yeah, it was gnarlier on Tuesday, for sure. Yeah, I got a picture of it on Tuesday. Your body's a quick healer. I'm telling That's a you, good man. Sign. I it, I'm a healthy mofo. I sent this to Connor. That's the that's OG right there. I'm handing Kyle a picture of me. Oh yeah, for sure. Wait, is your foot on your counter? It's on my sink. I I, oh. I told Kyle <laughs> I was channeling you. <laughs> like I gotta see this. How do yeah. I do it? Yeah. Th- did you see see the line on my ankle? Yeah. I don't know what that's from. I think that might be some of the bruising or like, but the line's not there anymore. Yeah. But I think that's part of where the rock stopped mm. when it slid down my leg. It slid to there. Yeah, because I really thought I might have fractured the top of my foot. Now, I was way more worried about that than I was what my skin looked like. Because I think I figured, like, my skin will heal pretty good. But that top of my foot, if I bruise the bone or fractured the bone, oh, fuck, man, that killed for a long time. I've done that before. I didn't. And when I was in grade school, um, you know, like the old school bleachers, they were heavy as fuck. They had all the wood. They were wood seats and wood slats. And they'd slide out. Yep. Um, when in our high school, the, the bottom bleacher, um, you, it folded out and dropped onto the floor. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was helping, it was after gym class and we had an assembly. So I was helping pull the bleachers out and you had to fold that bottom one out on the floor. So a wheel would come down onto the floor and then we could pull it. So I'm over there trying to help him and uh, I don't know. It's like I wasn't real aware of my body, but like nobody really was like look out for this either. Right. So I'm standing there and everybody's like one, two, three, and we pull it back. And that fucking wheel, and it's like a probably a five inch rubber, hard rubber mm-hmm. wheel, landed right on top of my foot with all the weight of that, I don't know, forty feet of bleacher right, right. and steel. And fuck it. Fuck my foot up bad. It looked like I had a grapefruit on top of my foot sure. for like a week. It's like I had a, had a crutch, and it's like I couldn't hardly walk on it. And I, I'm pretty sure I must have broke it. Still didn't go to the doctor. What can they do? I don't think they can do anything. No, but it's like you think you like if I have my kid, I'd probably still take them to the doctor. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's like had an X-ray or something. Yeah, for sure. But like uh, they're like, oh, you're all right. Maybe that's my problem. Is that when I grew up, it was like rub some dirt on it. <laughs> you're gonna be all right. So now. It's like there's so many times when if I hurt myself, someone's like, you go to the doctor? It's like, Pah. Yeah, I think I times are different. I was talking to my dad. Sam, oh, Sam, my dad and I were driving up to Green Bay uh, two weekends ago. Yeah. To get that van. Mm, yeah. And uh, and some other stuff. So he that's why he was driving up there. But he was telling us about, I forgot what we were talking about. We got to talking about how where he used to live because we drove past his old house and it was right next to his old school. I'm like, okay, so now you can never give me the claim that you had to walk three miles uphill both ways to school because you had to walk across the street. <laughs> and uh, But anyways, he was telling us before that even, he lived like six blocks away and he had to cross what is now Highway 12 in Sauk City. Oh, really? Like where like the Dunkin' Donuts is kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but as a kindergartner, six years old, he just walked over to his friend's house, and together they walked to school. Mm-hmm. No parents, no older kids, and they had to cross Highway 12. It's a different time, bro. He, he was like, yeah, that was normal. Yeah. I'm like, wait, you were six years old, and you had to go walk by yourself across Highway 12 to fucking kindergarten. Yeah. He goes, yeah. 
He goes, that was pretty normal. He goes, you would never let that happen. Now I'm like, not in a fucking million years mm-hmm. would I let that happen. No. No, we, we don't let our fourth graders watch school. Like, there's a lot of people out there that are like, mm, fourth I don't know, I'd give them a ride. You know, fourth grade's what, 10? Yeah. 9, 10? Yep. Yeah. Maybe. A lot of people, are, well, I mean, Depends. okay, so if you have to walk, like, say you have to walk, like, 10 blocks, maybe 15 blocks. That's all, yeah, I suppose. That's a ways. You know, but it's, it, like, when you when you think about it, it's really not. No. Like, for a kid. Like, like, I'm sure when your dad was a kid, when he was six years old, on Saturday morning, he'd, like, run out the front door and be like, I'm going to play with my friends. Mm-hmm. And, and your, your grandparents were like, all right. <laughs> cool. Peace. <laughs> be back before the streetlights come on. Yeah. <laughs> or be back for lunch or whatever. Like, the level of responsibility given to that generation when they were kids probably really shaped them as adults. For is, sure. Is, like, how independent they are. You know, because if you're taking care of yourself – in so many manners from six years old on, like, think about how many hours a day they spend, like, figuring their own shit out, your, like, your dad, um, figuring his own shit out from six years old on. Like, how many hours a day walking to school, you see a bully or you see a, a scary dog or, or, like, you got to dodge traffic on <laughs> Highway 12 or, like, you know, whatever, you're going to climb a tree quick and you fall down and you twist your ankle, all that stuff. Like, they just figured it out, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like they didn't have someone holding their hand the whole time. So it's like, uh, it's like, yeah. They By the time they were like 18, <laughs> they, were, they were probably like, when they're 14 or 15, they're like, what am I even doing here? <laughs> I can cook my own food. Like, I got a job. Like, like yeah. I don't need this business. Like, I could run a house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a job then too. Probably he had made a driver's needed. license too. Yeah, probably. Well, he didn't have to. He li- so he, they lived. They lived in this little apartment above. You ever bet? So you're familiar with Sock? A little bit, yeah. So by the the first quick trip by the bridge there. Yeah. There used to be a little restaurant called Lystra's or Swiss style. Right across from Quick Trip. Right, right across the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. He it's, lived it's, above that. Oh really? I wondered if that was apartments up there. Yeah. Because it's for sale right now, right? Yeah, because yeah. they closed down, yeah. He lived right there, huh? Yep. And then he moved a couple blocks away to this, I'm assuming, bigger house at the time, but smaller house. <laughs> Literally an 800-square-foot house with three kids. So he shared a bedroom with his brother. His sister got her own room, and his parents lived in their, or made their dining room a bedroom. Hmm. Made it work. They did. Yeah. But then I see that. I'm like, yeah, no wonder you're tight with your money. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. could you imagine how tight it had to been to live in an 800 square foot house? Like, if they, I bet you moving from the apartment to the house was like luxury, though. Oh, they had a yard. Yeah. Well, no shit. This kid that works for me, he's like, he sleeps with his two brothers still. Yeah. He's 16. He shares a room with his two brothers. He's got a big family. The fucked up part is, though, and Nick. You're probably never going to listen to this, but if you do, I love you, man. I just got to say it. His sister, who's graduated and is out of the house, she's still got her own bedroom. No, oh, really? So if and when she comes home. She has her own space. She has her own room. But it's like, 
That is so fucked. If I was Nick, I'd be like, call him bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like, there's an empty room in this house, and I'm yeah. sharing a room with my two little brothers, and I'm 16. I'm surprised. Our bedrooms are too small for our, our boys to share a room. Like, define too small. Too small. Okay, 800 square feet. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> like in a like <laughs> in this day and age. Day and age, it's it would be tight and. The bedrooms are so small where it's like you couldn't have a dresser in there to put house clothes if you had two beds. That's the issue. Mm -hmm. And the, they're too small that the ceiling fan, like if you did a bunk bed, you'd be hitting yourself on the head every time with a ceiling fan mm. if you were up. You know what I mean? I like, do know what you mean. So it's just like the perfect small size that you couldn't do it. Yeah. But our neighbors behind us, they have two boys. One's 12 and one's six or seven. And... uh I was talking to him. He was doing a project out back. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm building a bunk bed. I'm like, why? I'm like, you have, they both have their own room. He goes, yeah, they want to share a room. I'm like, oh. He goes, yep, we bought a house so they could have their own rooms. And now they're going to share a room. I'm like, all right. Yeah. There's got to be some bonding there. Dude, totally, totally. It's, <clears throat> um, so when uh, my kids were growing up, we um we had a small house on first street and uh like there were so many times um when when connor was little and when bailey was little and when kirsten was little they'd just sleep in our bed mm -hmm. you know and then we moved into this big fucking house every night we'd all end up in the same room every single night it was like it was where the comfort was mm -hmm. you know it was, it was a family unit it's like like uh um it's it, it's weird for me i have a little bit of sadness around it even because like i remember dylan when he's the last one and like uh we i moved into this big house um after my divorce i moved into this big house outside of town in the country and it, it, i was so excited cuz everybody had their space right and in the master bedroom in this house had like a walk-in closet. Mm. And Dylan was like four, four or five. And we're, I'm like, I got a surprise for you guys, you know. It was on 10 acres. It was fucking the bomb. So we're out there and we go in the house. I'm like, all right, everybody, pick your room. And the, there was one room that had a bathroom on it. Mm, sure. And I thought I was going to be there for a long time. So I, I'm like, this gets to be Kirsten's room. You know, like she's the only girl. And I'm just going to say, this is this is her room. And uh, the boys were a little pissed about that. But then they had this massive basement with big bedrooms and a huge, like, wreck area and shit. So they were cool. Worked out. Dylan, he's running around. And he goes, where's your room, Dad? I'm like, well, my room's right here. And then, like, he goes, there's a, and then the walk-in closet, he goes, this is my room. I'm like, well, that's, that's my closet, buddy. He's like, nope. <laughs> He's like, it's my room. He says, I want to be next to you. And it was like, he didn't want to be very far from me. Yeah. You know? And uh, so he slept in there for, like, eight months. And it was just like, I'd go into my closet. and <laughs> He's chilling. <laughs> I'd, I'd put him to bed, read him a story, you know? Lay him down on his bed, then I'd go out and do whatever I'm gonna do till nine or ten. And I go to bed and there's so many nights where I just I'd go into bed, turn on the light and he'd go, 
night dad <laughs> from the other room and it's like yeah man there's just such a special time when they're little like that yeah yeah so his kids want bunk beds because it makes them happy yeah you know? go for it man fuck yeah looks like stepbrothers i thought you were gonna say that was there was one of the kids that was building the bunk bed oh and i was like that's fucking fun <laughs> i want to see that bunk bed <laughs> yeah, you really want to go on the top. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I want to see the the construction. You know, <laughs> the yeah. older brother's like, "Nah, you're gonna sleep up there." <laughs> yeah, I'm not sleeping up there. Dude. It's a little sketchy. No man, it's uh, that's good shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I lived in so many houses growing up, different size houses, and like I don't know, you just like. I think the more things you're exposed to, I don't know who I was talking, I was talking to one of my Airbnb guests and he's like, the greatest thing you can do in the world is travel. He's like, it's good to have a home. And he's like, but when you get to go out there and experience the whole world, you realize like that all the stories you hear about people from other places are bullshit. He's like, people are good people. And they're happy. It's like, they're just doing their thing. But you don't know that until you see it from your, with your own eyes. He's like, and you get to go experience what their life is like for a little while. He's like, there's nothing more fulfilling. It's like than traveling, whether it's in the United States or it's the world, or if it's even if it's your own state, just figure out what it's like where someone else is from. Because it gives you a greater appreciation for what you have. And also an understanding that everybody else is just like you. Mm. And it's like, that's pretty wise shit. Yeah. I don't know if it's the greatest thing. What do you mean? I'm just not a traveler. <laughs> so maybe I don't know the greatness. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess you can't really say, can you? You, you can't pass. You can't pass judgment on whether it's the greatest thing or not because no, you, you, you don't do it. True. I'm too introverted. I don't want to go put myself out there and be like, "Oh, how's your town?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what they do. Is they walk in and they're like, "How's your town?" Hey, fella. Hey. <laughs> what's what's going on around your town? <laughs> Want to have some coffee? I don't think that's what they do. I think they just kind of, from my feeling, <laughs> they just kind of, they rent a room someplace, they go get something to eat, they just kind of get a vibe, you know? <laughs> it's just surface then. Yeah, like, no like, like visit some parks and, and like just spend a, spend a long weekend hanging out and talking. <laughs> Talking feed, to the local the ducks. local yokels about <laughs> what their town is like. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't ever like like think about traveling? Like it's never really like when you think about like a vacation, mm. like what do you think about? I don't know. We don't really think about vacations much. Ever? Not recently. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. My parents just asked if we would be interested in going to oh, a place I've never even heard of, but it was drivable. They could rent a house for like the whole family. Gulf Shores. Mm. Gulf Shores is badass. Where the fuck is it? Alabama. Okay. 18 hours. Okay. Driven. Oh. I've driven it many times. What do you do? There? Is there stuff to do there? Fuck yeah, man. For like kids? Yeah. Okay. Huge fucking fucking beach town. Okay, it's it's like and the sand on the beaches of Gulf Shores is so fucking nice, bro. It's bro, you haven't seen sand. I got fucking Menards Premium <laughs> No Rock Playground sand in a sandbox. 
No rocks. Ain't no fucking seashells in that sand, though. I can put some. <laughs> you don't need the ocean, bitch. There's some seashells. Go take it out of your sandbox. It's like, woo, the ocean came to us today, boys. Full of spiders and everything. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Oh Anyways, God. so it's a legit good, fun place. It is. It is, dude, and the food is so good. Do like crawfish boils and and like grouper and really good seafood. Yeah, um, they got. I've never the, had crawfish. Really? So it's just like a little. It's like a little lobster. Yeah, yeah, but Does it's it it's like it's um there's there's like fresh water and salt water. Okay. Um, it doesn't taste quite the same, but like with crawfish, like you just you you like boil the whole thing and mm-hmm. you like there's nothing really in the pinchers or anything. Right. You know, so you rip off the tail and you suck the juice and then you open it up and you eat the tail and it's just good okay yeah it's just good it's like you you know you dip it in some butter and it's just so like there's a there's a place down there it's like a little shack right on the the main drag along the beach um and you sit on a picnic table and they lay out this big fucking piece of parchment paper and they'll dump out like crawfish and corn on the cob and potatoes and you just pick through it and eat it Hmm. with your you got like a roll of paper towels and so good. Um, and they got like little beachy shops and shit like sure, that you sure. can go to. Um, there's a uh, there's a, a bar. It's a, it's an adult bar, but it's called Florabama. And so right on the Florida Alabama line is this bar. Um, it's like an institution down there. Um, and so like you, it's like it's one of those places like you got to say you went to Florabama. Um, but from what I understand. The, the state line from Florida, Alabama goes right down the center of the bar. Okay. And so when I was there, they told me that the prices of the drinks are different on either side of the bar because of taxes hmm. in different states. And so it's like, I don't think it's a lot, but it's like, it's just kind of a fun thing. Yeah. Um, and then like, uh, uh, if you don't get seasick, they got some like um, offshore fishing you can do down there, which is super fun. I caught a big old shark one time. Really? Yeah. Um, that's, it's such a cool place. It's right. a lot of fun. All right, all right. Yeah. Live music, a lot of live music down there. Um, so you're saying, all, you're saying a bunch of things that sound fun, but I'm thinking I got a three, and at the time we would go four-year-old mm-hmm. and a one-year-old. Dude, just hang at the beach. Yeah. It's it's like. I think I saw there was a zoo. Is there a yeah, zoo? there is a zoo there. It, if it's the one I'm thinking of. It's like a funky little zoo. Okay. <laughs> it's the, it, if it's one, like I said, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's like Bob Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Come look at Bob's animals. Yeah, like like there's a giraffe or something, I think. But it's like you drive by, it's like, was that a fucking zoo? No. Uh, or was that? No. It, it was one of those. I looked up, it was like a county zoo or something. Oh, I'm yeah, that wasn't this zoo then. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it, bro. Do it. Like... Just for the food and and the beach alone, yeah, it's so nice there, bro. It's so nice. When, I think you, it's when are they thinking about going? Next spring or summer. So in in uh in May they have a music festival called the Hangout Music Festival down there. Okay. And it's it's like I think it's the only music festival in the nation or used to be that's like on the beach. Mm. So like the stages are built in the sand, um, and it's it's. Super fun, not a kid thing. Yeah, so but maybe maybe that's a bad time to go. Yeah, with. that's what I'm saying. That's a bad time. So like, you'll look at like uh, um, VRBOs and Airbnb. Yep, that's and what they're like looking that. at. Yeah. Is a VRBO. Yeah, um, there's a weekend in May that like, 
you know, it's super expensive. Yeah. And it's busy as shit, but. Well, and I told them, I told my parents, they're like, well, when can we not go on, like, fucking Memorial Day? Because I don't want to do that. Yeah. Plus, I have to get ready for summer here at work. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's a pretty cool place. Nice. All right. Well, maybe it won't be so bad. Although, I don't know if I want to drive for 18 hours. Although, I got a van with a TV in it now, so that's <laughs> what, six movies, seven movies? Yeah. No, nine movies. Two hours movie. Although kid movies are all like an hour and a half. Well, I don't know if you put on some Avengers or some shit. Yeah. Do, do you do your kids watch Avengers yet? They not the real life Avengers. Oh, okay. They watch the cartoon Avengers. They watch the old school cartoon ones that are like, you know, Y, like G, mm-hmm. and yeah. PG. Yeah, yeah. Which I get. I I don't know why I was automatically going to Avengers, but you got a one year old and a four year old yeah. going with you, so I think I put on. Or no, because we were scrolling through Disney to find it, and he Lincoln saw one of the Avengers like real action ones. He's like, "Oh, is that like a real life Captain America?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Can we watch that?" I'm like, "No." I think I'm like, "I think it'll be a little much for you." Mm, that's a good call. I think that's a good call. So we didn't watch it. Yeah, and he hasn't asked again since. What's that? He has not asked again since. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good call. So there's a. There's plenty of time to, like, erase some of the magic of, like, the imagination. Yeah. You know? It's like the cartoons can give kids where it's, like, He-Man and shit like that. Yeah, like, he's really into uh, Wiley Coyote versus the Roadrunner. Oh, yeah, man. Really? Yeah. Where do you find that? YouTube. Oh, that's so awesome. They have, like, compilations. Like, Warner Brothers on their, yeah. their YouTube channel has compilations of, like, the best of... Coyote versus. See, that Roadrunner. was the greatest shit. They pulled that off a of TV. Yeah, because it was for violence. That has so much less violence than anything else. Well, I mean, if you just think about the actual acts of violence, I don't know about that. Because like the dude gets smashed like every two minutes, yeah, or like, blown up. Yeah, I mean, there's and a he's lot actively of, trying to eat this thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of violence there, but it's not like violence, violence, it's, right? It's not like. You know, like when you see Power Rangers beating the shit out of each other yeah. and stuff like that, it's different. You know, it's it's a, it's obviously something that's not real. Right. You know, it's like there's a line that gets drawn between real action, live action, and then cartoon action. Yeah. And to to, to pull that off. Well, okay, so on an honest, like a fair level, yeah, like um, what day did I have to stay home with the boys? Wednesday, we had it on. Um, and... Lincoln's like, wait, does he die? Coyote. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. He goes, but he just got blown up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, he never dies. No one ever dies in this. Mm. He goes, oh. I'm like, it's just supposed to be funny. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, there was that question, like. Sure. Yeah, because. Is he going to die? He's thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, real people die. Yeah, he's. Lincoln, fuck. He's really into death. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why? What's what's he talking about? Well, I, everything's dying. Like huh. he's like he's like oh like if we're playing action figures or something like that, or even dinosaurs. He goes oh he's dead now. I'm like can you just say he's hurt? <laughs> no, he's dead. I'm like do you understand the permanency of death? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, like to him. Like what do you, what do you think like the the plants outside die but then they come back? Yeah, so when we lost 
Sydney when oh. we had to put Sydney down. Yeah. We were pretty explicit. Like, you know, we're like, she's sick. We're, she's going to go to heaven and she's going to die. Like, we were, like we didn't sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And like when he would ask, like, you know, where's Sydney? We're like, she died. She's not coming back. Mm-hmm. So. How did you, did he, like, how did you explain heaven to him? Like, how, like, um, and was that difficult? I don't think so, because when she passed, he was only two. Mm. But, I mean, he could use words and comprehend things, two and a half. So, I don't know if we had to explain heaven or if we did or not. We just said heaven, and I think it kind of, I don't know, that's a good question. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's been to church, <laughs> right? I know, but it's like, um, like what does I guess like what does heaven mean to you? Like, yeah, like what does heaven mean to you? Like afterlife. So is it a place? Like, is it a place you go, or is it yeah, like, yeah, okay? And and it's like when you were a kid. Was that, like, something that was firmly explained to you? Like, how that happened and how that works and, like, where you go? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't remember that. You know, because, like, like there's a, it's a concept of heaven. Right. You know? And so it's, like, it's so hard to, to explain a concept to some somebody. Like, yeah. No, like, I, like, yeah, if you actually think about it, yeah. But for a three-year-old... If you just, you know, it's a location. Right. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's It's the equivalent of we're sending so-and-so to the farm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your kitten went to the farm. Yeah. You're never going to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. That that was, that was like, I remember that. Like, it's been a long time since I've heard that phrase, but yeah. Yeah. It's going out to the farm. Yeah. Or like, uh, um, out to pasture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like when you had like a horse or something like that, they'd say that you know, send it out to pasture. Yeah, yeah like so we don't. Yeah, well, the I big mean, the big pasture in the sky. Yeah, you have more connection with a horse than a fish. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I> <laughs> in my in my experience, we were gonna. Say, I was gonna say. Um, so we were pretty explicit with with Sydney, and then, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, we got a fish. And it lasted like a week. <laughs> it died. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, I think you, we did were you here. Name it? Uh, it was named Everybody. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know why Lincoln hey, named it, but that's all good. It was a betta fish, and uh, yeah, we we kept it alive for a week. Boom. And uh, I think I was here podcasting with you, and I came home, and Lincoln's like, "My fish died." I'm like, "Oh," he goes, "Yeah, we buried it." Mom didn't want to flush it down the toilet. Like, okay, we're pretty casual about this. So, yeah, well, it's like it's new, right? It's like it's like a, you know, he's not like it's not. Was it where was the fit? Was it like sitting next to his bed? No, it's in the kitchen on the counter. Yeah, yeah. I think with kids and, and pets, like it's almost like they gotta like spend time alone together to have that connection. Yeah. You know, it's like with dogs and cats and like, like I could see a little kid getting a fish, sitting on his bedroom dresser, you know, 
and he fucking feeds it. Mm-hmm. And like at night, he talks to it and shit, and he taps on the glass and gets it little fucking castles and shit to put on its bowl. Like it becomes somebody. Yeah. You know? But if it's just everybody. <laughs> well, it's everybody because it was red and blue, and he didn't know if he wanted to call it Captain for Captain America or Spidey for Spider Man. So then he decided it'll just be every superhero. Oh, everybody. I dig that though. That's cool. I like you. I like the way your little man's head works. <laughs> I do. I think it's pretty awesome. And then when we did go to bed, he could just say good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty smart. So, anyways, we got a new fish. It's lasted a lot longer. You got a new fish, boy. You replaced him fast. Yeah, like in a week. <laughs> when fucking fish dies in a week, I'd be like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not supposed to have fish. Well, that was my initial thought. And then we did some research. It's like, yeah, sometimes. I mean, you buy a fucking beta and it's in a little yeah. soup to go container. Yeah. Or in a bag. Or, yeah. And so, Where'd, Did you get it at the, at the pet store outside of town at Landscape? No. Where'd you guys get it? Down at the pet store in Sock. Oh, okay. Do you know Landscape's a fish store? I didn't. Yeah, they got fish, fucking tarantulas and lizards and snakes and all kinds of shit in there. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because, yeah, we didn't know where to go. Yeah, it's um, the lady that runs it's super nice. Um, and uh, like it's is landscape, you know. So it's like when you go in there, it's like a little like okay, where's shit at, you know? Mm-hmm. But you walk through the main room, um, and then everybody that works there is pretty nice. I mean, they're all really sweet people and kind and helpful. Um, and then it's like you walk them; they'll they'll grab you and walk you through the building to get to the fish store. But, uh, yeah, at first I thought it was, like, how big is a fish store going to be? Yeah. You know? Um, But it's not just fish. Like, they got all kinds of shit in Mm. there. Yeah. It's like. Do you ever have a tarantula? Oh, I, I, like, I always thought it'd be cool, but I was super afraid of spiders. Yeah. So it was, like. Um, maybe it would be something that would help you not be afraid of spiders. Cause like I've seen people just like put them on their hand and mm-hmm. they crawl around and shit. Um, so, but no, I didn't ever have one. Like I couldn't do it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's in your room, yeah. you know? And it's like, what if it gets out? Yeah. I couldn't this, do it. Do they I, like deep venomize or poison? I, what? I don't think you can. Mm. You can't do that to a spider. You can do it to a snake. I think like you can like take their fangs or some shit out huh but but like with a spider i don't think you can do that see that's so fucking creepy yeah well but but i think tranches are like like the uh i don't know if the word's docile or not but like they're one of the most chill spiders out there oh really yeah it's like if they're fed yeah you know or or they don't feel like they're in danger then it's like they're just like pretty chill they're not like the fucking brown recluse or the huntsman spider or yeah. shit like that that are just like motherfucking attackers. Yeah. Like they're just stone cold killers. The tarantula is just big. I think that's the thing about a tarantula. It's big and hairy. Yeah. That you know, like I almost would rather it be big and hairy than be like those. You ever seen those huntsman spiders Mm-mm. in Australia? Oh my god, dude. They're like the size of a of a um like when their legs are splayed, splayed out, I think they're like six to eight inches. Jeez, hunts man. Yeah, they're they're like the scariest looking fucking thing. Oh yeah, they're pretty creepy looking. L- like they're big, they're big. So that I've seen pictures of them like on the wall 
in like somebody's house mm-hmm. and it's like bigger than their hand. Yeah. And and if like if I saw a spider bigger than my hand, I'd burn that house down. <laughs> no way. Uh-uh. And they're fucking mean. I I don't I think I think they're mean. I think so. I think that's what I understand. Um they like they'll like it bite you. I don't know. have a fucking book, probably for people in Australia, called There's a Huntsman Spider in My House. <laughs> well, what does it say? Does it... doesn't what, tell you that. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying, what's it? What's the Goog say? Does it say, are, are, are Huntsman Spiders mean? Oh, like, I'll are they you. dangerous? Like, uh, um, They're, they are fast, and that is their, their mode of hunting. Okay. Do they attack people? I'm looking... Also called giant crab spiders. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Wikipedia's not helpful. All right. Fucking oh, here we go. Aggression. They're venomous. It's not clear what provokes them to attack and bite humans and animals. But female members of this family will aggressively defend their eggs and young. Okay. Ugh. What? Their sound produce... They produce sounds when they mate. (laughs) 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 Oh, gross. Can you just imagine, like, if you knew what that sound was, and then, like, you're sleeping, you see this... Oh, my God, yeah, like, right by your head? Yeah, it's, like, on your fucking ceiling, you're like... Two of them just start coming together like, oh, fuck. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> They're going to fucking kill. They're going to fucking kill. She probably eats him too when they're oh, done because that's what happens in nature. Okay. If you go to Gulf Shores. Yeah. You want to do something fucking awesome with Lincoln. It's probably going to scare him a little bit. But it's, but it, but then he'll like, I hope that it doesn't scare him too much. It's fucking cool. So if you go down to the beach at night with a flashlight. There are these fucking crabs with the little pokey eyes that mm, go up, mm-hmm. and they poke out of the sand, <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and like you see them going, and they run across the beach, and like they just like you'll hit them with the flashlight, and they'll, and they'll scatter. Nice. It's so fucking because because they don't come out during the day. Sure, you know, but like you can see like uh, um if like if you're walking on the beach during the day, you might see a little bubble in the sand, and if you had a shovel, you could dig it out, and, oh, it, and it would yeah. come out right. But at night, they come out. And so when you scan the thing, you see these little two beady eyes stick out of the fucking sand. The first, like the first time I did it, I went down there because I was like, "The fuck are all these people doing down here with flashlights on the beach at night?" It was weird, right? So I take my flashlight. I walk down there, my sister, and uh, we're walking across the beach, and I'm like looking, and all of a sudden I see these eyes, and I'm like, "Wow!" <laughs> the fucking thing jumps up and it starts running right at me. I'm like, fuck this. Oh, at you? Yeah. It's like they just scatter. Yeah. You know, it's like they just run. They don't know where they're running. They just. And, but yeah, you they, just blinded them. I know. I know. Right. So it's like. Ah! So, but they, the way they move is like a spider. Oh, yeah. You know, and creepy. so it's like creepy. It's like super like they do that crab walk thing. And it's like, so like their legs are like, you know, but their body doesn't move. It's like. It, it was it was really cool once I got used to sure. knowing what I was looking for. But, but when I first went down, I was like, motherfucker. Nice. It was crazy. It was wild, but it was fun. It was pretty neat. I don't know where else I've, like, I don't know where else I've ever been where that, like, I could see that. 
Yeah, I don't know. That would, sounds fun, though. I'd do that. Yeah. Link would probably like it. I bet he would. If he likes animals and shit, yeah. like, I bet you he Like, would. I'd have to hold him the first couple. Yeah. Yeah. Then he could just, like, give him, give him a mag light. Yeah. Go to town, little buddy. Mag light. Are those still a thing? Oh, yeah. I got two underneath my sink. Okay, what was the appeal for a mag light other than they're heavy as fuck and you could use it as a baton? That's that's it, man. Well, and they last a long time because they had a lot of batteries and they're powerful. Like, it was before LEDs. Yeah, I was going to so say. So the more batteries you had, the more powerful light you could produce so you could see a long ways with them. But in modern days with LEDs. Right. It's it's not necessary to have a mag light. No, I can have a flashlight that's, you know, fucking four inches long. Yeah, you saw that one I brought to, to camp last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that thing was brighter than shit. Yeah, I could, we could look half a mile down the field with it. Yeah, I got to get me one of them. Dude, I can't find mine. I might, what? I know. I had it clipped onto my, my work bag, and it must have, like, like something must have hooked it at, at a job, like in an attic or some shit, because I was looking at my work bag the other day, and the only thing there is my clip. Oh, man. Yeah, like it tore it out of the clip. That was so sad. Did you ever test like the charge on that? Forever. I only had to charge it once. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was, so awesome. it was a rechargeable. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's plugged it in with the USB right. Nazi, whatever the Whatever it was. Is. Yeah, it's the Samsung one. Plugged it in with one of those and it, and it's like that. I only tried to charge it once. Mm. Yeah. It was like lasted forever. I didn't use it a lot. Yeah. You know, but it was like when well, I, I know when it. we had it out in the woods, it was like you had just gotten it, mm-hmm. and you hadn't really charged it. Right. No. And it lasted for a couple hours, right? Yeah, it did yeah. pretty good. So. Yeah, but it's like on a full charge, it was like... Yeah, that thing was a spotlight, dude. Yeah, it was awesome. And that was a thing, too. It's like I was using it like that out in the woods with the high power. Yeah. Like, most of the time I had it, like, it was too bright in a lot of spaces yeah. where yeah. I would just hit. And it had, like, the little... There's a couple versions of it. Like, I, I like the size that I can clip on the bill of my hat. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's like a bullet. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the size of one double A yeah. plus a little light. Yeah, and it, and but it like is super bright. Yeah, you know they've got those those light bars that you can put on yeah, the billy hat. Those. But like I don't like those. Yeah, because it's like what do you do with it other than stick it on the, your hat? Right. You know, with with this one, it had a magnetic end, so you could like stick it on something metal mm. and it would stay. Clip it on your hat. You could put it in your pocket. You could hold it in your hand. You could stick it in your mouth while you're doing something. Yeah. You know, in front of you in the dark. It's like there's so many different things you could do with it. So I really like that size. So I'm going to have to get another one before I start doing more shit like that again this winter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I got a nice buck out of my property. My property on Lake Street. It's in the city. Yeah. And I can bow hunt out there. Did you look it up? I did. As long as I'm within, I'm I'm outside of 100, 100 feet from any building or residence. What about the railway? Or the, no. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No. Legit. So yeah. do you have a bow? Huh? I don't have a bow. Okay. Um, I think if I do it, I would probably buy a crossbow. Yeah. Um, but they're so accessible now. They are. They're accessible, and it's like, so here, here's my problem. Like, I, I really like the idea of bow hunting. Yeah. Um, but I don't have the time, and I think bow hunting is one of those things. It's like to to truly be proficient at it, you need to do it a lot. Yeah. You need to practice a lot. You need to shoot a lot of arrows, and and like. I just right now I don't have the time for it, you know. Um, and and I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm out in the woods with something that I'm not feeling very proficient with. Mm-hmm. Even with a crossbow, like I've never shot a crossbow before. 
you know so it's like i think i'm gonna i'm i I would like to like this buck's a fucking beautiful buck yeah it is i wouldn't mind harvesting him but like i I wouldn't want to be out there and be in a position where i'm not comfortable making a shot you know where it's gonna like put a bolt in him and and he's gonna run off and you know i don't want to do that well with a crossbow at least i i think there would be less less time to become proficient i right i think so too I just don't see that in my future this year. Yeah. Next year, I can um, I can buy one. I can shoot with it for a yeah. But you if know. you end up putting a, something out there, then you kind of you couldn't anymore, right? If there's a structure out there, um, where where my building goes up, it's it's more than a hundred feet from okay. from okay. where these where he hangs out. I had a really funny idea after you showed me that picture, and then I never did it, and I wish I did now. So maybe I shouldn't tell you. Hmm. I was going to go out there and try and find your trail cam and to start having it take pictures of me. <laughs> that would be fucking <laughs> awesome. That would be awesome. But that then I was like, I I was questioning, like, is this Ike's spot right here? I'm like, where the fuck is the trail cam? Because I don't want to sit here for... I wanted to do it, but I wanted to do it quick. I didn't mm-hmm. want to, like, spend an hour on it. Yeah. Well, you'd... Yeah, you'd know. Like, like there's only two spots where the trail cams are. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, one well, that watches the people come in, and then there's one way in the back. See, if you, if it come if you get me coming in, then it doesn't. Well, that's the thing to get to the one way in the back. I shouldn't say this on air. No, don't. Now I gotta buy a third one. <laughs> there's just, one way around. I just it. I just realized there's a way around the one that can catch you coming in if you go a certain way. Yeah, because there's times when I go in there when it doesn't catch me. And and the one in the back is more, is more geared towards the rear of the property, you know, for safety reasons. In case someone wanders in from across the tracks, yeah. through the woods, yeah. into a watering hole, dude. So I think there's a really good chance I saw that buck crossing Old Lake Road. Really, it doesn't going surprise tor- me. going towards your property. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And it, I looked at him like, oh, that's a fucking nice deer. Yeah. And then I was now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I bet that's the one you have on your camera. It's camp. probably the same one. It's a nice big eight pointer. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. He was wide. He was tall. Yep. Yep. That was the one. Not real thick. Nope. Yeah. Wide. Yeah. That's probably the one. I, I'm trying to think. There might was it only an eight pointer? I thought it was a ten, the one that I saw. Oh, well, this one's an eight. Okay. Yeah. There's got, another I saw another giant one. Um Dude, Devil's Lake, man. Yeah. I was coming from the Merrimack side on DL, mm-hmm. like right right around those S-curves before you get to Old Lake Road where I would. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he was crossing, going into the heart of Devil's Lake, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like when you just see it and you know, you're like, oh, man, I need to hunt here. Yeah. Dude, it's so scary hunting out there, though. Yeah, it's super sketch. <laughs> Fucking scary hunting on that Devil's Lake property. Especially, like, in the last few years, this pandemic shit. It's like, everybody's like, I'm getting a hunting license. And, like, buying a gun. And yeah. Like, yeah, I remember one time hunting out there off of, uh, you know where Solom Lane is? No. So, if you go down 113, um, down the bluff, you can take a left. You know where the uh, Ice Age Trail Camp uh, pullout is on 113? So just past that, on the left-hand side, there's a dead-end road that goes all the way down. Well, the Ice Age Trail goes from where Devil's Lake 
all the way across 113 and then down into Parfrey's Glen. Do you know that? I didn't know that. So there's a parking lot down Solemn Lane at the dead end, the end of the dead end, and it, um, you can park there and you walk like 100 yards and you're on the Ice Age Trail. Okay. Um, I was down there one time and I'm like, oh, if I hunted public, this would probably be where I go. It's easy access, but it's nice and thick. There's a lot of good cover here. Mm. So I found some topo maps. I had a buddy of mine work for an engineering firm, print me them out. It's a big one, so I knew where the properties were and what was public and what wasn't. And I go in there, and uh, I pull up, and there was already two trucks there, right? Um, and uh, one guy's like just loading his gun. The other guy's already gone. Um, we're walking in. And this, I'm walking next to this guy, and I'm like, all right, well, we're – you gonna be? And he's like, I got the spots like over here, you know. I'm like, all right, that's not where I'm going. I'm gonna go deep down inside of this pocket. And he's like, all right, cool. Fucking walking in, and I I start like, it, <laughs> I start seeing these little flickers of orange. Yeah, there was like seven fucking dudes. Jesus, and it's like, what are you all guys? What are you doing? Like, you guys can see each other, all of them. I'm like. Okay, I'm walking way the fuck in. So I walked way down in. Probably walked for, I don't know, half an hour in the dark. Yeah. Get down into the spot in this nice little thicket. And it's like a little elevated spot on this old trunk stump. Like, a, not a stump, a log laying sideways. And I'm sitting there. It's like, okay, get comfortable. Grab a little snack out of my pocket. And I'm sitting Lights coming, looking around. It's a good spot. It's where I wanted to be. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I hear this movement. And, like, I don't know, a little ways away, I can see a deer walking through this thick, right? So I'm waiting for it to pop out. And all of a sudden, boom! It was a, a gun blast, and it was fucking, like, right on top yeah. of me. And, it, and it, it scared me so bad. So fucking bad. And, I, and it's like I could hear the bullet. It's like, what the fuck? There was a guy behind me in a tree shot over me. Jesus. And at, at this deer, and he missed, and the deer's running, and it's like I I, I was just like I was yeah. laying on the ground, like in a like almost like in a fetal position, and and it was like oh, he put me in a in a spot, and then I like I, I'm like looking around and finally I see the guy. And I'm like, fuck, dude, okay. Guess I'm not sitting here. Yeah. So then I start to walk some more, and all of a sudden I hear this clang, 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 bang, bang, all this like banging and shit. And here comes two dudes with ladder stands on their backs, yep. banging and like the metal yep. is banging. And it's like, motherfuck. Yeah, dude. See, that's the problem. I. I don't hunt public. I didn't grow up hunting public, so I don't know a lot of the courtesies or, like, the the unspoken rules. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like so many people don't know the unspoken rules yeah. that it turns into a shit show every time. I think it is. I think it really is. And uh, just, yeah, the whole, the whole fact that there's people out there and they're trying to find a spot and you can see each other and you're still going to shoot. I mean, it's just like... At the end of the day, unless you go way back there, 
a deer is going to have to pass 17 people in order to get to you. Right. And they're all, you know, if it does get past those 17, who's going to see it late and still try and shoot it while you're sitting, you know, towards, it's just. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it gets sketchy quick. It's a, it's a, it's a sketchy, scary place to be when there's that many people in the woods with guns and a gun, a bullet can travel farther than they can see. Yep. You know, and so it's like, mm, yeah, it's, uh, I didn't want to be there. Yeah. I didn't want well, to be there. Thing. I, and I was just like, I turned around, I, I huffed it out. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, that whole day was kind of fucked. Cause I, I did move to another spot that was like, it was like super gnarly, like real thicket kind of shit. Like, I'm like, nobody's going to go in here. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like walking on my way in and these five dudes, it was a family, um, are walking out. And they're just like talking and smoking, yeah. and, and and it's just like fuck, never mind, never mind. Yeah, there's different. There's people who hunt different styles, and like, yeah. Well, I think they they had, they had a, a cart, a deer cart. Oh, so I'm sure one of them got something. Yeah, and they're just walking you know? back to get it or something. And yeah, and it's just like, but but like, there's no courtesy. Yeah, you know, there's no thought about like, there's however many other vehicles parked on the road here so people are still actively hunting this this plot yeah and and you're just gonna be loud yep you know it's like i don't know maybe on one hand being loud is better because then people know you're not a deer they don't shoot you because you're dealing with a bunch of yahoos Mm -hmm. you know so i don't know it's just public land is super sketch it but the hard part is it's like if you want to hunt in wisconsin Private land, if you're unless you're a landowner, right? It's so hard. Yeah. You know, because like so up in I used to live in Hillsboro and there's this guy up there, um, Randy. He lived across the road from my property that I had. And we had we had sixty acres, but it was mostly like open. You know, there's like one ridge with some trees on it, not a lot of opportunity. Um and he had like eight hundred acres. And the only people that hunted it was him and his kid. Mm. He would let absolutely nobody hunt this property. So, like, uh, during the season, you could drive down the road and see, like, 20 deer sitting out on his property, hanging out bucks and does and everything. And it's just like, unless it was a trophy, he wasn't going to shoot it, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was like, how does that, like, there's no management there, you know? There's no... Like if there's CWD in the in the herd, and there's there's you got 800 acres, it's gonna propagate there for sure. Right. You know, it's like, where does the responsibility lie as far as like landowners and and then properly managing their property? Yeah. You see, know. See, I think if you have that much property, there has to be a management side of things, and the management can't just be only shoot the trophies. Right. Like you watch. Like, I know there's, like, depending on the property, like, there's some landowners that get professional, like, I don't even know what the fuck they're called, but people who specialize in herds and, like, fucking the land. Yeah. They're like, okay, you should probably aim to harvest, you know, six to ten does and three to five bucks. Yep. Like, this year. Like, that should be your target to properly manage the herd or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... If if you put that out there, it's like, hey, here's the deal. Yeah. I've got 800 acres. P- 
people would pay you just for the opportunity to hunt. And you can say, listen, you don't take anything bigger than an eight pointer. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the rules here. Fucking so many people would be so happy to get an eight pointer or smaller. You mean, or, or smaller. What do you mean? Why wouldn't you take something bigger than an eight pointer? Cause that'd be a trophy. Like if he doesn't want to oh. get the, if he doesn't want people to shoot the trophies. Like yeah. But he's got to grow the trophies. They got to, I know kill but, all the young bucks. No, I know. I know what I'm saying is like, like if you, if you like, you can't take anything bigger than an eight or smaller than a, than a fork or something like that, where it's like, I don't know, you're still allowing the young bucks to grow, but you're, you're not taking the old bucks that are like big, yeah. massive racks that are going to breed with the does to make more big bucks. See, at some point, I don't know how it all works. No, I, no, I, I just think at some point as a, if a property owner took that mentality, like there's just such a self, like invite the people you know, just be quoted out, be like, you know, hey, I fuck, know, but if you I, have to, but I just, if if someone has a chance at a trophy on your property, just be happy it happened on your property. Right, I know, but I, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody who absolutely doesn't want anybody on yeah, their property at all that's anyway. True. Right. So that's, that's if it was my property. Even if it was yeah, doe if, only, yeah. you can come here, but you can only shoot a doe. Yeah. And and that's like yeah I'm just putting myself in their yeah. shoes. If it was my property or your property, it'd be different. I'd be I'd feel the same way. It's like it's like I got 800 acres. Yeah, people want to hunt. Come fucking hunt. We need five bucks harvested. Yeah, trying to sh- get the biggest one. That's, go go get some. Yeah, yeah. I know that buck I got last year was on my father in law's property, and uh, <laughs> I remember when like when Stephanie and I first got together, um, like she's like yeah just. Don't expect him to invite you to hunt out here, because like he's pretty protective of mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, that's cool. I, don't, I get it. It's a man in his property, and he's got his. He, he's gonna hunt first. Yeah, you know, and he doesn't have a lot of it. I understand. So then, um, after a couple years, he's like, hey, you know, you want to come sight out your gun? You want to sight your gun in out of my place? That's cool. You know, so we sighted our guns in. He's like, you know, where are you hunting this year? This and that. You know, so I still hunted different places. Then the next year, it was like, so. If you want, if you don't harvest anything in early season, he's like, if you want to come out here later in the season, mm-hmm. try your hand. That's okay. You know, as long as I got mine. It's like, cool, man. So then uh, um, it was like, but no does. You don't shoot a doe. It's like, all right, cool. So then uh, then the next year, it was like, it was the holiday hunt. And it was does only. And um, and he's like, he's like, so you're going to hunt the holiday hunt? Because he knew I didn't get a deer in a regular season. Yeah. Like, I don't know I'm thinking about. And he's like, well, if you want to come out here, it's cool. So I got a doe out there, you know, and then and then the next year I was, like, officially invited to hunt. Yeah. And he let me use one of his stands. And uh, and then this last year, um, she, Stephanie's just like, just don't get the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, if I see a nice buck, right. I'm going to want to shoot it. And she's like, I know. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. How my dad's gonna feel about it if you get the biggest buck? And I'm like, all right. And I saw that fucking buck come in, and, yeah. and I thought about it, and it's like, well, fuck it, I gotta get this thing. Yeah, you're here. You I'm know, here. I'm here. So I shot it. And he was so fucking happy for me. Yeah, he was so happy. It yeah. seems like the mentality flipped on. Like, yeah, I it changes. Yeah, it changes. You know, yeah, he was so happy for me. You know, and it was it was cool. It was cool. He like he like uh. <laughs> He's got a, a four wheeler and a little trailer, and where I my stand is on his property is way up on top of this fucking knob, right? 
And like during the day, like if you were like, would you drive a four wheeler in a trailer up that hill? A lot of people would be like, I don't think so. You know, it's pretty mm-hmm. steep. <laughs> it's like fucking dark. Bam, ba, bam, ba, bam, bam. <laughs> I can't see thing. it, so whatever. Bouncing through the fucking woods, and he's like, what'd you get? Where is it? And he was so fucking excited, and we threw it in the back of the trailer, and nice. it, was, it was cool. It was, it was a good time, yeah. So, yeah, so we, I have, have obviously access to private land as well, and I, if I didn't have that access, honestly, if the if the debate for me was hunt public or don't hunt, I probably would stop hunting. Yeah. I don't think it's worth I just... Maybe like after a couple of years, I'd get yeah. the itch and then I'd experience it once. But my that's, initial thought would be, I'll take a couple of years that's off. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Because I had a place I hunted up um, by Castle Rock in Juneau County. Um, buddy of mine, his, him and his family have like 400 acres up there. And um, they invited me up to hunt. And so I hunted up there for a few years. Um, and uh, I hunted up there until... Um, until my son got old enough to hunt and, and I brought him along and it was a strange situation because, um, it was like, it was my, my good buddy's dad's property. And like, they had a, like a, like the hunting shack, which was a trailer. And mm-hmm. like they had, it's like, a, it was like a fraternity. They've been going there for, since my buddy was a kid in the same trailer, doing the exact same thing every single year with the same dudes. And like, I got invited in and it was pretty special. Um, and I asked my friend, I'm like, hey, can Connor come? You know, he was like, I want to say he was like 11, you know. And he's like, yeah, let me talk to my dad. So he talked to his dad and he's like, yeah, he can come. He can help us like do drives and stuff, you know, make sure he's got lots of orange and everything, you know. And mm-hmm. I just wanted Connor, I wanted to share it with him, you know, share this experience with him to see if it was like his thing, you know, if he wanted to partake. So he came up and, you know, it was super fun you get up early with your kid and you're making sandwiches and you fry up some eggs and it's like you're talking about the hunt on the way up there because it's a drive yeah and it was like i loved it i loved every fucking second of it so we got up there and we did a drive and like he spooked up some deer and he was all excited about it and i I can still see his face you know and so it was like uh when we were done we're all hanging out all the guys and drinking the beam and coke and eating like fresh backstrap that somebody just harvested and like it was like inviting him into this little this little inner circle you know it's like it's kind of like a rite of passage kind of thing you know and just like he it was super special um and then next year uh, my buddies got a hold of me and he's like hey he said so my dad doesn't want you to bring your kid and I'm like, oh, like why? He's like, I don't know. He didn't tell me, but it just something about it bothered him. I'm like, all right, well, hope you know that, like, then I'm not coming. I'm not gonna come. You know, it's like I'm gonna hunt with my kid. And he's like, I get it. You know, and so, like, then I started hunting with my son up on his grandfather's property in Hillsboro. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, I think. When I look back at it, my buddy, he's such a fucking good dude, really good human being, and I think he'd be a great dad, but he never wanted kids. And I think maybe that really bothered his dad, that it wasn't like his grandson. Oh, sure. You know, and so there was something about it. I think it was just too close to home. It's too hard. Um, see, because 
I'm sure he always imagined sitting in this hunting shack yeah. with his grandson telling stories, eating backstrap. Right. You know, and so I think that was just like a little hard for him sure, to stomach sure. to, to just emotionally, you know, process. So uh um so then we started hunting up at my my uh my kid's grandpa's place. Um and then and then when that stopped, when I didn't have that opportunity anymore, yeah, I just kind of I took a break for a couple of years. Yeah, you know, it's like then I tried the public land. Yeah, then it scared like, the fuck, fuck that, out no. of me. Yeah, I was like, no, uh, sir. See, I'm looking forward. So my dad and I we're going to uh, we haven't hunted together, hunted the same property, but not like together mm-hmm. for I don't know, fuck, sixteen years. Wow, really? Since you're a kid, then yeah. There's a definitive point when I don't know. I must have been 15 or 16, where he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to the other side of this hill, and you can hunt here." And that's what we did. And it was like, and then we haven't gone. We haven't hunted back together. Yeah. So we had, uh, or we have. We just got a new little two man stand. No shit. Yep. That's pretty cool. So the the idea is this year we get to actually sit together. Oh, that's awesome, man. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That sounds super cool. Granted, I hunt a lot different than he hunts. So mm-hmm. I like to get out there early, and then I sit, and I don't move. Mm-hmm. And I sit until it gets dark or until I shoot something. <laughs> what does he do? He gets cold and walks around. Oh, does he? Yeah. Is he? And he goes in for lunch and... Oh, so it's a different different. Well, yeah, you guys will probably just have to make some accommodations. Yeah, for man, each you can other. you can walk out and I'll sit there. Yeah, yeah, you just each have to do your thing. Everyone goes in for lunch. I really? don't get it. Yeah. Well, they all go back to, you know, just like the the trailer, the shack, the mm-hmm. shed. Yeah, and they have chili and they eat and they talk about the morning. But it's like. I just sit my ass in the stand because yeah. everyone's leaving the woods, so I think I know shit's moving. Yeah. Do you do you find that you see much action in that middle of the daytime? Depends. I think I've shot in a couple bucks. Have you? Like between that eleven and one o'clock mm. time frame. Yeah. See, I'm I'm I guess I'm a guy that I don't sit in the woods in the middle of the day. No. No, I don't. Um, we would like well, and I, when I hunted with my kids, you know, like. They barely sat for a couple hours, right. you know? Um, so it was always like a thing where we'd get up and go get some food and come back out. Um, and then I know <clears throat> one thing I started to do was I had a I had a 3030, uh, um, model 94 Winchester mm-hmm. 3030 open sights. And um, I really liked stalking. I liked the aspect of stalking, you know, where... I was on the move and I was looking at areas and I would stop and I would glass Mm -hmm. and then I would like, okay, this is where the wind's coming from. I want to get to that point. How am I going to get there? Look at the terrain and figure out the best way to get there. And and without like, cause like, I think there's something out there on that little island of trees, right? You know? So how do I get there without spooking whatever's in there, you know? And so then find a way to quietly, you know, get around to the point where I'm still downwind. Um, I really, that I think that's a lot of fun. And I think it's because my body's moving and it like keeps me connected. Sure. You know, um, when I sit too long, 
I just get a little disconnected from my environment. I get too much in my head, you know, where it's like if I'm moving, then I'm more connected to my environment. And yeah. I've, I've, I've like jumped some, some nice deer that I've never got one. Yeah. But I, it's fun. You sure. know, it's like, uh, I mean, I've gotten from me to you to a, to a, a bedding doe stalking one time. Scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, I can imagine. I was like, I was so scared. I did. I just like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was, it was a long time ago, but it was, yeah, it jumped right up in front of me. And I'm sure I scared the shit out of it too, but. Yeah, that's, well, A, I don't have, there's, because we all hunt hillsides where we hunt. Right. right. And so I don't really have the opportunity to go over a hillside until I'm looking at someone else. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I don't really have that stalking opportunity, but. I will say the first time I've only bow hunted once. I sucked at it. Okay. I was like 17. I'd never bow hunted before. I didn't have a fucking like ladder stand. So I'm just putzing through. I'm like, eh, I'm going to sit here. So I sat on a log. I'm like looking around. I'm like I really should be in a stand right now, but I don't have one. And then I fucking hear deer and same thing. And I, and I was so stupid. I was literally sitting on a log that was for me to you away from a deer path trail oh really thinking i would look up because the deer's gonna come from that oh, way. oh yeah of course well it came from the other way and now there's a doe that's walking right past me and i'm just sitting here like hi <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> i fucked. don't know what to do <laughs> you can't move you can't and then of course i probably did and it fucking took off i'm like man i'm bad at this <laughs> yeah but it's like the fact that you were able to sit there and have it get that close to you means that like you're you're good enough at it to, to <laughs> I was to, able to be still. <laughs> you can be still. You can you can be observant. You just gotta like steal your nerves. Yeah. To get to that next level. No, oh, I remember. <clears throat> I remember now. I did have a ladder stand, but I wasn't dressed appropriately. I had like because when I walked in at first it was, you know, fucking hot. Oh. So I was in like a fucking super light t-shirt style thing uh-huh and then it got really windy and cold oh yeah so i was too cold in the fucking tree <laughs> oh yeah dude when you get cold in the woods and it, and you're not moving it's hard it's super hard i i took connor out so i hunted public property at baxter's now baxter's is a place where you can hunt prob- public property i've hunted out there i've gotten deer out there where there's people out there hunting but it's there's it's like five thousand acres or something it's a big fucking yeah. chunk of land so Connor and I, I, I had picked a spot, I checked it out like two months before. So I knew where I wanted to be. And then like, uh, about a month before I set a couple ribbons. So I had a, a path to go into the woods so I didn't get lost. Um, and, uh, then when it was time to hunt, Connor and I, we walked back into the woods, um, and, uh, followed the path up to the top of this hill. And so I set him up on a point, um, where I thought would be like the best opportunity. And then I, I walked around the corner to this pile of rocks where it was like, I thought was the second best opportunity. And I'm like, all right, it was still fucking dark. I mean, it was early. And, and it was one of those things where it was like, it was like in the, wasn't cold, cold, you know, forties, maybe low fifties, like not super cold. Mm-hmm. So we we're both like wearing our sneaks, you know, like just pretty yeah. chill um jeans you know we had our jackets on and stuff but it wasn't bad then the fucking wind kicked up and motherfuck i sat on that rock my ass 
was numb. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I wonder how Connor's doing. Like, if I was him, his age, I'd be, like, tromping all around the woods <laughs> and shit, like, trying to stay warm. And I, we sat there till I don't know, probably about 10, 30, 11. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check on him. So I just kind of walked up around the corner. And <laughs> I see him, and he's, like, marching in place. He's so fucking cold. Yeah. And I walked up there and I'm and I'm like, I'm like, how does it go? And he's like, I'm so cold, Dad. <laughs> he goes, Can we go back to the truck? He goes, Or can we just like walk around or something? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was so impressed. Nice. That he stayed in that spot, like on that fucking tree, on this <laughs> on this ridge. He stayed there the whole fucking time. And he was freezing yeah. his ass off. Yeah. Like I was like, Holy fuck, dude. If I was you, there's no way I would have stayed there yep. that long. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's cool uh, yeah. when your kids impress you. That is impressive. Yeah. Impressive kids, man. Yeah, you're a good guy. Got good kids. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> I, what time we got here? I know you got a... Oh, yeah, we still got a little bit of time. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I got to hang out with him today. I'm pretty excited about that. He came came down from Stevens Point um, from uh, for his buddy's birthday. He's got these two bro- brothers or twins, and their birthday's on Monday, and... Um, he's like, what are you doing tomorrow? This was today. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, I don't know. So what's going on? He says, well, I'm going to be down for Stevens Point tonight for their birthday. And he's like, I just want to watch you want to do something tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, let's watch the game. So it's like, all right, cool. Watch the game tomorrow. Go to my buddy's house, have some food and shit. And, uh, um, first off I was like, just really pumped that yeah. he's in town. I get to watch for the game sure. with him, you know? And then, uh, we pull up to the house and it's starting to get dark. And I see these four dudes walking off of our driveway away from the house. And it, it didn't even cross my mind that it was him. I thought it was Gavin and his friends, you know, our 13-year-old. You know, and I'm like, I thought they were, like, going off to do something. And uh, and then when I when I pulled up, I realized, like, oh, these fucking guys are tall. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's not Gavin. So it was my son and his and three of his the two brothers that are their birthday and their other friend. And so, you know, of course, like a dad, I pretended like I'm going to run him over. And then I pulled up alongside him, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And he's like, "He's like, well, we're going out to have some drinks for their birthday, but, you know, we stopped by the house to see if you wanted to have a drink with us. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to have a drink with you. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's like instantly, I'm like, yes, absolutely. You know, so I'm like, all right. He's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, let's start inside because I got some really good whiskey. So we'll, we'll salute the birthday boys, and then we'll go out and have a drink. And then I'll let you guys do your thing. He's like, oh, yeah. So I got these young guys in my kitchen. And you remember that bottle of whiskey I told you about, that really expensive one I got for 29 bucks? Yeah. I had I was saving some because I told Connor to let him try it. So I had just enough for everybody to have some. And so um, for this 22-year-old's birthday, I gave him all a $180 bottle of whiskey shot. And, like, it was so fun to see them, like, like uh, uh, whether they could drink it or whether mm, they couldn't mm-hmm. and like the reactions to it. And like this one kid's like, hmm, that's not bad. And this other kid's like, hmm, that's like fire. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know if I could drink this, but but like, but like, I don't know if I want to like give up this good of a whiskey. And I'm like, well, do what you got to do. I'm not insulted. I get it. Like whatever you want to do with it, it's fine. You can want to throw it back. You can go ahead. It's like it's what it is. You know, it's yours. Do whatever you choose. 
And Connor's like, yeah, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> and he's like, because I don't know, I don't know if he had whiskey with me a year ago or something, but he's like, he's like the the one who's had whiskey yeah. in their group before. And he's like, yeah, I've been drinking whiskey for like a year. I got this covered. <laughs> I got this. And, and so his friend's like, do you want mine? He's like, fuck yeah, I'll drink yours. And so they're talking and, and they're like, yeah, you ever, you ever have old fashions? And they're like, yeah, we had an old fashioned one time. It's like, <laughs> if you drink old fashioned, well, that shit hits you fast. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's awesome. And he's like, but didn't you get drunk too fast? Because they're drinking like bush light yeah, and shit, you know? Water. Yeah, so like they could drink 20 bush lights and they're yeah. fine. Um, So we had this little bit of whiskey and uh, they're like. Tastes like dirt. Uh, th- well, smoky that, dirt. Yeah, smoky dirt. What the, well, the one, yeah, because Connor was like, oh, it's not peaty or smoky. And this other kid's like, yeah, I've had that before. He's like, I can't drink that. And so like, well. I'm like, well, what do you guys want to do? Where do you want to go for your birthday drink? I said, I'll buy you, I'll buy you your first drink tonight. Where you want to go? And they're like, uh, I don't know, you know. It's like we go to downtown or something. It's like, he's, they're like, what's a really good drink? I'm like, well, if it was my birthday, I'd be getting myself a Manhattan. And they're like, what's a Manhattan? I'm like, oh, it's just. I explained it to them, and and they're like, is it good? I'm like, fuck yeah, it's good. And they're like, maybe we should get one of those. And I'm like, if you're going to get one of those, you got to get it at the right place. Yeah. I'm like, where's it going to be? I'm like, well, we got to go to Driftless Glen to get a Manhattan and Baraboo. They're like, and they're all like in their joggers and right. shit, you know? And they're like, well, we're not dressed for it. I'm like, fuck it. Who cares? I'm like, we're just going to go to the bar. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, whatever. Like, you pick. Like, we don't have to go there. And they're like, okay, let's do it. So we got down there and the bar was just fucking packed. And so they're like, yeah, we don't need to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I get it. You know, it's like you go to a nice place. You yeah. don't want to go sit down at a table in your joggers. Right. You know, but I didn't care. Like, I'd go to the bar at, at Driftless and order a drink in my joggers, but not not at a table. No. So we ended up going to this little bar, and I bought them an all, all an old-fashioned, and we sat around. And it's funny because, like, I, I've gotten to a point where I don't like anything that's super sweet at all. Okay. And so when I... Had to make an old fashioned. I told them to make it sour. And they said we don't have sour, which was weird, but yeah, they don't yeah. have it. So I said, we'll just make it with club soda then. So they just made a whiskey old fashioned with club soda. And uh, my son and another one of the kids were like, we'll have what he's having. <laughs> the first drink, they're like, oh shit, God, it's just like pure whiskey. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> totally good. <laughs> Halfway through, they're like, you know, I could get used to this. This is all right. You know, it's like, all right, cool. But, you know, the, the ice melts a little. Yeah, a little bit. Takes it off the top. Yeah, yeah. But it's just fun, man. What's fun. the difference between a... What is the difference between a sour and a sweet? Uh, sweet is made with 7-Up um, or Sprite. Sour is made with Squirt. Oh. So it's just got a little bit more of a... Like a like a uh, pucker yeah. sour to it. Yeah, I drink, I drink yeah. sour. Yeah, I always put... I And I don't put... I don't like when they put fruit in mine. I like olives. Yeah. Yeah, I like they'll like stick a stem of olives in there. I can muddle some fruit with that. Yeah. Um one of the benefits of olives, if you like olives, is that um like if you go to a restaurant and you're gonna have a dinner and you have old fashioned with it, it's like a appetizer. Fuck you. <laughs> Get a little <laughs> eat the olives, a little something in your in your little tum tum. I don't know. That's like a thing. I love it. It's like my jam. Eat bread. There's no bread sometimes, eat dude. Carbs. No carbs for me. Ah. Speaking of which, when are we going to start working out? Uh, whenever you are tell you me. An early, can you get up early? Define early. 
So Pulse has got these these new classes that start at five thirty in the morning. Um. Uh, probably, I don't know if I'd be able to do it exactly that early. I'm trying yeah. to think. It, it depends when the boys leave with Sam, and I think they usually leave around six. Okay. Well, um, it, that's totally fine. Just because, because I, if I, I know, I well, you're not a morning guy anyway. I'm not a morning guy, but if they don't really interact with me much in the morning, but if they wouldn't be able to give me a hug, or if we were up at the same time, then I wouldn't be able to leave the house. No, I get it. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it don't totally makes sense. I and I kind of I kind of knew that you weren't a morning guy, so that's yeah. why I kind of brought that up. But I do still have this little fob floating around in my truck. Boom. This got your name on it, so I I need to get back in the gym because January's coming soon. I feel. Oh yeah, that's right. And I got to be prepped for this tattoo I'm getting. You got to build some back muscles so it doesn't hurt as much. It's not about building the muscles. I think I, my muscles are just fine. It's more along the lines of like once fall is over, then it, like the expansion begins. <laughs> <laughs> and like I want to stave off the expansion before it starts. All right. So I need to like I want to get into the start getting into the gym, start bringing that cardio up a little bit. Sanjay Gupta, the brain dude, said you got to break a sweat yep. every single day. And like right now most of the stuff I'm doing, I'm not like breaking a major sweat. So it's just like lifting rocks and shit. So you're such a fucking arrogant piece of shit. I don't <laughs> fucking break a sweat lifting rocks. <laughs> I don't. It's, you break your ankle. Nah, it's still fucking. <laughs> look at that. I got all. It's all. I got it's all, movement. Yeah, I can move it still. It's all good. No, man. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm ready to get in there. All right. Good. Um, so. I will set it up for you. I'll I'll call them and have them fill out the paperwork, and then all you gotta do is go down and sign it. There, right. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll probably give them the fob, and they can give it to you. So, but I'll let you know when it's when the when the deal is sealed. All right, bro. It's gonna happen. All right, I like it. All right, very good. Are you ready? So, what kind of working out you want to do, Kyle? I don't I'm know. Curious. I gotta talk to them. Yeah. I don't know anything. Um, I want to. I want to slim down and I want to tone up, but I don't want to be shredded. You know, yeah, you don't want to get jacked. No, I'm not looking to get jacked. Okay, so like I'm looking to be fit. Like when I go there, I I rarely go into the into the, the free weight room. Mm. Um, I do like kettlebell work. I do um, pull ups. I do. Uh, like leg lifts and shit like that. Um, and then it's like cardio work. Yeah. So, but the kettlebell is full body. Right. You know, and so it's like, I, I, my program is always about functional movement. So it's like, I want to be able to like move really well for my whole life. Sure. You know, it's like, I don't need to get big and jacked. I don't want to have monster muscles. I just want to be, I want to be strong, but still flexible. You know, so it's like being a really tall guy, you lose your flexibility over time because you get stiff and then, and like, and then your muscles, you know, you just like, it doesn't, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the kettlebell work and, and that kind of, that kind of functional movement, like medicine balls, kettlebells, pull-ups, push-ups, um, like sleds and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, it's all stuff that like you can, 
you're using all the different parts of your body that you use every single day. Right. You know, um, so that's that's where I lean towards. Because I was thinking about it the other day. It's like, what if he doesn't want to do the same shit I do? Then, like, we would we could be there at the same time, but we wouldn't be doing the same stuff. Yeah. You that's, know, which is totally fine. Totally yeah, I'm fine. sure. I'm sure, uh, you know, initially they'll have me doing more cardio stuff with some weight stuff, too. To yeah, they calories. They'll, they give you these little cards, um, and you get three sessions with them. Like three, kind of like personal training sessions, but it's like. To show you what the, each thing does. You get a, that's like, you get a walkthrough when you go in. They show you all the different weights and the, all the equipment and all that stuff. And then, then they'll sit down with you and they're like, what do you want? And they'll kind of maybe tailor a workout for you to get you in that direction. Um, and then they talk to you about nutrition and stuff too, mm -hmm. I think, you know, cause Dave, badass Dave, LeBrenz, is LeBrenz, right? Mm, Dave LeBrenz. Yeah. I think it's Dave LeBrenz. If I said your last name wrong, Dave, forgive me, but he is uh, a badass chef. Yeah. They do that meal prep stuff yep. there. Um, so I'm sure they'll talk to you about nutrition and stuff too, but one of Love, I love you, Pulse Fitness. One of the one of the things I've ever, the only things I've ever taken issue with Pulse Fitness with, is like, like they didn't have any any like programs that came with your membership. Oh, you so just like get you, access to the gym. You get access to the gym, but when if like if you want to do like a spin class or a yoga class or a cardio class or a kickboxing class or anything like that, it was like it was always an extra fee. I get it; it's a business; they got to make money. Um, but like other gyms I've been to, one of the things I really appreciated was um, like they offered some some basic classes for people, like you know, like a, like a morning routine where it's like you know they call it boot camp or something mm -hmm. like that. You wake up, you go in, they kick your ass for a little while, you know, for like forty five minutes, and then you're out. Um, well, they do that now. They offer these five thirty a.m. classes for free if you're a member, which is really awesome. I think that's kind of going to be a game changer for them. Yeah. Um, because like I think they'd probably get a lot more involvement from their members going in because it's a free class, and then I don't know if I was them, it'd be like that's where you upsell the personal training, right? You you know you get to see somebody in action, be like, oh, you, you could work on your this a little bit here and here. Maybe you should sign up for a you know a couple of weeks of personal training to get you kind of lined out in the direction we want you want to go. Mm -hmm. But it's um so I'm glad they're doing that. Appreciate it. Um, and they got a steam room, bro. Just breathe in steam. No, it's for recovery. You sit in that steam room, that heat, it's like it's awesome for your muscles. Breaks up the the whatever the shit that mm. the that you build up in your muscles when you're working them out. I got a lot to learn, I don't know. Steam room is awesome. It's the best. Sit there, your balls hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually wear my I wear my drawers when I go in the steam room. I when I was when I was in college, I went to this big fancy fitness center gym place. Okay, and like it had like the steam room, and it's it's like fucking always full of old dudes with their balls hanging yeah. out. Always, and it's like they're like spread eagle sitting there on the bench. You know, like stop. They're like like hey young man, how's it going? It's like don't talk to me. Yeah, when your balls are hanging out in my face, <laughs> like I don't want to talk to you right now. Like, but it's like it's such like an old guy thing. That they've been doing it for so long that it's like it's just like what they do. There what there's some show that did us it was just like a little part of an episode that it was but it was really funny and I forgot the show. 
I forgot the premise of most of this, but essentially this guy was invited to like this spa thing. And part of it was like this, the steam room yeah. and he was all getting anxiety because he's like, okay, I got to go meet. I don't know if it was father-in-law or whatever naked in this fucking thing. And he walks in naked and the steam clears and he's the only one naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, was, I don't know. I it don't sounds remember. like modern family. Something like That's that. Fucking yeah. awesome. Modern family or how I met your mother. One of those. Yeah. Comedies. Yeah. Because that, yeah, there's like that sense. That's like, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And then you got to own it, yeah, right? Like, I misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, that's funny as shit. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, it's a. It's an odd. Well, it's like those Roman baths, right? The old Roman bathhouses. Like it was this massive fucking pool that, like, all the dudes would sit around in yeah. naked in the pool, you know. And that's just what they did. It was, and it was like it's super healthy. It's good for your health. It's good for your skin. It's like all of it. But it's like, um, and it, and like. It's like a Native Native American sweat lodge, you know. It's like it was. It's always nude. It's not. Always, it's depending on like nowadays, but but like traditionally, it's a nude sweat lodge. You mm-hmm. go and you sit down. You put a little fucking piece of cloth on the ground and you sit down on it and you just sit there. You know, it's like the 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 clothes are part of the outside world. It's part of the manufactured world, and you're getting back to nature. You know, you're getting back to the basics of like your body and the connection to the earth and the fire and the heat and all of that, and I get it. Like every sweat I've ever done, I would I didn't have any clothes on. And it like uh you get over it pretty quick. Yeah. You know. Um but it it's like uh it's a little like the first time you do it it's unnerving just because it's like you're self-conscious and all this shit and it's just strange because it's an odd environment to be in. But once like you're in a sweat lodge and you're in the fucking heat like you forget about that shit real fast. Mm. Like it takes you to a different place. Sure. You know, um, that could be a story for a different time, but fuck sweat lodges are awesome. Slightly changing topics. What the heck? What were you doing? Was it last weekend, this weekend, some night of this week? Mm? What? Did you go to some nature night thing? I thought I saw you tagged on it. A nature night thing. Not a nature thing. It was like a little conservatory thing. It was with Mark and... Uh, oh, we were at the Seth Peterson Cottage. Okay. Yeah, so you ever, you know what Seth Peterson Cottage is? No. So it's a it's a cottage built by Frank Lloyd Wright out, out by Mirror Lake. And it looks right over the river leading into Mirror Lake. Fucking beautiful out there. So it's this... He built this cottage out there in the woods. Um, and uh, it, it ended up... The people who owned it, like it was in their family or something, and like, so Frank Lloyd Wright, his designs were incredible, but like the function of them was notoriously shit. Sure, you know, so like it, like it, when it rained, it leaked, it molded, like shit rotted out. It was like fucked up, and so the house just deteriorated, and it, you know, became very dilapidated, and nobody did anything with it for a long time, and then. Um, I don't know what foundation, if it was Mirror Lake, like Devil's Lake State Park, Friends of Devil's Lake, whoever did it. Um, they bought it, and they um, had it completely redone back to original specs. And it's a fucking cool little house in the woods. It's like a lot of glass, yeah. a lot of stone, a lot of wood. Um, and uh, it's uh, um, 
when you stand outside on the patio, you're looking at the Wisconsin, or not the Wisconsin River, whatever. The, what's that river that goes into Mirror Lake? I don't know. It's the yeah. river. It's whatever that is. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, but it's just, it's a really special place. Um, so a friend of mine is a tour guide out there. Okay. And, um, and so once a year, um, we all go out there and take a tour. And then in the evening we play poker. Nice. So we have a poker night at Seth Peterson cottage. Um, and he, he's got it rented for the night. So yeah. he stays the night, um, light a fire in the fireplace and there's a grill out there. So we bring a lot of meat and food and grill out and we eat like we get there four thirty, five thirty, 30 right in there. And, um, you know, just hang out in the woods and have a good time. Good and, and then at like seven o'clock, uh, we slide the tables together, break out the cards and play some poker for a few hours and tell some stories. And yeah. It's pretty fucking was, awesome. Yeah, no, I was confused. Um, I saw Mark had something about it. I thought he was like on the board or something, like a board of directors or something like that. Oh, like, what no. the hell is this? If you you talk to him, you might think he was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love Mark, but he takes he takes things very seriously, and yeah. so it's like his it's all good. his uh, his yeah his process around this the cottage is very serious, and um, which is like. His, his reverence for things is one of the things that really define him. Um, he He's just such a cool guy, very interesting guy, um, and he has such reverence for, for, like, for things like the Seth Peterson Cottage and Aldo Leopold. Like mm-hmm. He's given tours out of the Leopold Foundation before, too. He's just like, yeah, he's got a lot of passion for things like that, and so um, it's – it, it certainly takes it to another level when you have someone there that is so steeped into the uh, the the uh, the lore right, of, right, right. of where we were. And so, um, yeah, adds a little special sprinkle of shit on top. <laughs> a little I don't, I don't mean I don't mean shit. Shit sprinkles. Shit, shit was, was great. Was, was not what I was going for. <laughs> but it's like I didn't have a better word for shit. Sorry, Mark. Is that what it meant? Um, Right, but man. it's really cool, yeah. The place is rented out for like the next four years. Damn. Yeah. I've you, never even heard of it. You should look it up. And then I thought, well, and then I thought on the, the, the what I saw, I'm like, I thought you were on some commission to like manage it or some shit like oh, that. Well, that's the cool way it too. sounded like on oh. the thing. I'm like, what well, the fuck is that's this? That's because Mark wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's the way it goes. No, like, but you've never talked about this once. Yeah. Well, we've only been there once before and it was. It was the year before. It was 2019. Oh, sure. Pre-COVID, we went out there. Um, and then uh, maybe it was 20. Yeah, it had to be 2019, pre-COVID. Yeah. Like, it was the October before, like, the, the yeah. fall right before COVID hit. Yeah. You know? Um, and so it was like, uh, uh, then last year, obviously, we didn't do it. Yep. You know? But this year, we were back. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's cool. It's a neat place. And you can, yeah, you can rent it out for a night be a sweet little like anniversary kind of thing. Cause it's like, it's magic out there. Mm. It is like, it's a really long driveway with little lights along the driveway and it's super magical out there. Yeah. Nice. Cool place. Legit. Yeah. All right, my friend, I got to run. Yep. Gotcha. Had one of those days today. So mm-hmm. yeah, I hear that. Be thinking about you and your family today, man. Thanks man. Yeah. Thanks. All right. All right. Thanks everyone tuning yep. in. Uh, obscure. Kyle Crosby. Love you.
Ditto. Like, Love all those listeners. Keep keep listening. Or not. Or whatever. Or not. <laughs> all right. All right. Take it easy. Bye, everybody. Bye.